you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Glad to have you with us. The show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Best place for you to do all your sports betting after the Super Bowl, after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I went to Kansas City. It was a good time. Hung out with my people. Had barbecue. Watched the Chiefs <laughs> win another Super Bowl. Yes, it was a hold. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> this is your Tuesday best bets episode. I'm senior NBA writer Matt Moore. Join me tonight, Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, ready to talk some NBA with you guys. Uh, I think we, we have like four or five games, so trying to find a winner on this tough card right here. Yeah, it's great. It's nice that they gave us the small slate. Um, the week, but the couple days, like two days before All Star break, when everyone's dragging ass and half teams are on a back to back or a third and four back to back. Thanks, NBA. Appreciate that. Also joining me is Albert Wynn. He is straight back from watching his Dallas Mavericks lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ow! As uh, Kyrie Irving goes bonkers in the fourth quarter, but it's not enough. AC, how you doing? What's up, guys? It's a big loss, I guess. On the contrary side, it's a big win for Minnesota. They win the season series two one. There's only a half game separating the two, so that could, uh, you know, have repercussions in the end. But congratulations to Matt. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Let's go. Yeah, it was a good day for me. Let's get to these NBA best bets. We're gonna go around the table. We'll list our best bets, then we'll do the cap on it. Uh, Jay, kick us off. What do you got for Tuesday? Yeah, give me the Suns, full game. I mean, you can find them from two and a half to three and a half, but I'm rocking with the Suns here, uh, full game. And this one is my best bet. All righty. AC, what do you got for me? I'm going to go with the Celtics Bucks over 224 and a half. This is going to be a contrary mindset here. There's a lot of injuries tomorrow night. Brogdon, Brown, Smart, Danilo all out for the Celtics. And on the Bucks side, you have mid- Portis and Jay Crowder is out as well. So a lot of guys are missing. I think there's going to be steam towards the under. I'm going to go with the contrarian look here on the over. Alrighty. I have, uh, I'm going to add a third one here. I have two plays and I'll add a third. I'm going to take the Orlando magic plus seven up in white Vegas in Toronto on the back to back. I am not afraid 
of the back-to-back with the Orlando Magic as they inch ever closer to my 27.5 win total. Uh, I'll take the Magic plus seven versus the Raps. I'm going to tail Jay, and I'm also going to take Suns. I'm going to lay the three and a half on this. Feel totally fine on that. And after looking at it and thinking about it, checking my number, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tail AC as well. I'm just gonna bring everybody down the show. I love I'm it. Tail both of you. I'm just gonna you either you're gonna pull me up or I'm gonna drag you down. We'll see how <laughs> that goes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start tonight and then we'll go to Jay. So um, Orlando, Toronto. This is a number play. Um, for look, I I don't understand the market respect for this Raptors team. Like, mm-hmm. what what the fuck are you guys seeing? Like, oh no, they kept everybody. They're gonna make a second half run. And then they got beat in their own house by the Jazz. And then they barely got past the Pistons. Dwayne Casey didn't even coach that game. Wasn't even a Dwayne Casey revenge game, and they almost won it. Like, uh, I have this projected at Raptors minus one and a half. Like, that's what I have this game at. On Now, the Raptors have been bad relative to expectation at home. Like, their home splits are actually worse. On standard home, like, you want to say, like, well, okay, but this is a, a Magic team on a back-to-back. Fine. We'll give them, like, standard home court advantage. I still only get this Raptors minus three. Those two teams are essentially a fucking pick them based off of my power rating. And I, I dare you to come up with a reason why they're not like the Raptors are not good. They have not been good all year. They have not been good consistently. Um, The magic are four and three on the second night of a back-to-back on the road this season. They've been good on the second night of a back-to-back. Their number overall on back-to-backs is even higher a young team, I don't worry about it as much. I worry when it's like an old veteran team that's like, ah, fuck this game. The young guys want to win. And the Magic are actually like, they're within range of being like, you know, we could make some teams sweat for the playoffs. Like they're within range of that. Love the way they're playing. I will take Orlando plus seven. Jay, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I know I'm not laying seven with the Raptors right now. I mean, you nailed it. They were laying double digits versus the Pistons, barely scraped by them. They shouldn't have lost that game versus the Jazz as well. Would I think they got scored like 15 to five in the last five minutes. There's, it was something crazy, man, where it's like there's no way that they should have lost that game. So I want no parts of the Raptors, and we know three of those guys were supposed to get traded. You always worry about about that as well when when they know that they were going to get traded and then they end up staying on the team so yeah i worry about their chemistry their team morale overall i'm not landing points with the raptors i could only look towards the magic in this one yeah like Masai sat to the deadline added yakub Pertle, sent out a first round pick and was like you know what we're gonna go back here and there was all this kind of like hey the vibes are turning like now that they're past the deadline like everybody's bought in and then they go out and they just like no like this team doesn't want to be together anymore like Masai sat through this because he didn't get a bloodletting from some team giving him some dumbass package like James Dolan did in 2013 or 2011, 12 years ago. Like it's over, but you know, we'll see. Maybe they surprise us. Uh, it is, it's an interesting line. It opened six. It's already been up to seven. So the sharps hit it early. You might be able to, if you, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning and this is up to eight, like I'm still going to like it, but just be advised, like, The line may move against me here. The Sharps may really like Toronto. I can't see a reason for it. Uh, Let's go to that Suns game. So you mentioned like there's two and a half in the market that are juice. The standard minus 110 is three and a half. Jay, what's your cap on why you like the Suns take care of business versus the Kings? 
Yeah, so it's not the best spot for the Suns' first game home off a road trip, but they have had three days off. And the Suns are 4-1 and against the spread in their last five games with three or more days rest. And they're also 5-2 and ATS in their last seven home games. So uh, the Kings have a better record as well. So this is an opportunity for the for the Suns to get an even better position over there in the Western Conference Final. I mean, it, the West is tough now, especially with, with uh, I mean, the Suns getting better, but the Clippers got better as well. You got to worry about pesky teams like the, like the Grizzlies, the uh, Kings as well. The Nuggets still up there's the Mavs just got Kyrie so the West is loaded now it's time for the Suns to to start stacking up some wins and they've already started to do this before the KD trade as well KD just practice with the team I think this is a boost in morale for the time I think they're happy you hear the uh, interviews Devin Booker and Chris Paul sound very ecstatic that KD is over there they know that this is a championship run he's going to be sitting on the bench over there he's not playing this game but this is a let's show KD we can ball game here the Kings don't have a ton of interior de uh, defense as well i see aiden going crazy i see um devin booker having a great game in this one as well kings only one five and one ats last seven games following mm -hmm. a straight up win they hadn't been putting together back-to-back -to -back, um great performances and only one in four ats last uh, in their last five games playing on two days rest give me the suns here minus the short number uh there's plenty of threes out there there's threes in the house but i don't care i think suns here by double digits in my opinion suns are covered four or five and this number screams an adjusted power rating based off of how bad they were when everybody was hurt. Like if you're cooking up the power rating, you have to take into account how they performed in that stretch and then manually upgrade them for getting guys back. Like this number is not indicative of a full strength. And granted you can say like, this isn't a full strength Suns team. One Kevin Durant's not there. And the guys that would have been there, like Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson are not there. I get it. But like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, like the combo is here for them to be able to put this together. Um, and this still, still just feels very light. Like you're telling me essentially with a three and a half line, you're telling me that the Suns are essentially a pick them on neutral court versus the Kings is currently constructed. Now I like the Kings and God bless them already went over the 31 and a half. We're zeroing in on the 33 and a half. The other number I got, they're going to make me a lot of money, but this number is light. It's just light. This is a bad, and like, it feels like the market is caught up to, to Sacramento and it's overcorrecting for that early season or for that mid season performance from the Suns. AC, what do you think? Yeah. The more I think about it, I, I, I tend to agree with you guys. I think the Suns are being a little disrespected here. Three and a half at home. Um, you can't really do a, a one for one comparison, but I kind of liken it to the NFL at seven and a half. So those are uh, bookmakers who, think they're going to win by more than a possession, but don't want to get that eight number because it looks too large. I think with the Suns here, very similar. They think they're going to win by more more than one possession, but they don't want to get to that four or five number to get a lot of Kings action. So I do like the Suns, and we know they're going to be an elite free throw shooting team down the clutch. So they're going to be able to, to be safe with that number. And for me, from a Kings perspective, we've, we've spoken about this many times in previous episodes, but there are players that are out that don't affect the line, but people who bet every single day and follow the sport every day understand that there's a big impact. We've all three of us here are big Malik Monk fans here. He's out tomorrow and he's basically, you know, he runs a ship of that second unit without him in there. The Kings are going to be struggling, you know, late in the first, early in the second, late in the third, early in the fourth spots like that. I like it. I like it a lot. Let's go. I feel good about this. All right. Uh, Albert, bring us home. Why do you like the over for Bucks Celtics? Yeah, so this is a rematch from Christmas Day. Most of you guys remember the, the Celtics just 
dominated them. I think they dropped 139 or 138 points on the Bucks. Milwaukee's not going to forget that. Giannis is not going to forget that. I think they're going to do the same exact thing back to Boston. So I think Milwaukee themselves are going to drop 130, 140 themselves. I think because of that large number that they're going to hit, because um, we know the Celtics are going to give a, give up a ton of three-point shots. Same with the Bucks. Um, I think, but the Bucks are going to be a lot more motivated to get that revenge spot. So because they're going to drop 130, 140, I think it's going to push this over the total game over. All right. So no Tatum, no Brown, probably no Grant Williams, no Marcus Smart. Um, and you go like, that's a lot of firepower. And it is, I'm with you on this because my number has it higher and the numbers tend to be pretty consistent for team performance. I am a little worried that the Bucks are going to let off the gas just because it's like mm-hmm. such a letdown spot. Like, are you going to be getting up for Peyton Pritchard and whoever else is going to be suiting up for the Boston Celtics? Like, I don't know how you get up for this game. Um, but if nothing else, like oftentimes, and this is anecdotal, I have to do the research on this, but anecdotally, it feels like a lot of the times that the stars are out and it's a letdown spot. The reason that team winds up covering or winning is because they put up a huge, like they have a hot shooting night. They get rallied up and they're like, all right, it's us against the world. And they go out and they shoot the lights out. I can't imagine that without Marcus Smart, Jalen Breen, Jason, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're going to have any sort of capacity to slow down Giannis if Giannis chooses to engage. So uh, yeah, I, I will go ahead and I will tell this. I like the over on this. Jay, what would it take to get you on a side for this game? Like, if you had it, what would you lean here? If you had, I mean, I, if I'm, if I'm bidding aside, I'm only looking towards the books here. Now, obviously, like you said, you always worry about the complacency and you always worry about it. And Giannis in these type of games as well, laying double digits, what'll happen? They'll, up, they'll be up 15 in the fourth quarter. Then before you know it, it's a seven, maybe even five or six point game. So I've seen this story too many times. Um, It should be a books blowout, but I don't, I don't want to mess with it, especially with it being a, a huge letdown spot. And this is a national TV game as well, if I'm not mistaken. So the stars out on a national TV game, they almost kind of wanted to not be an absolute blowout. But the main thing I want to say, Matt, is if uh, it is like somewhat of a letdown game or like complacency or they're not taking the game serious, that's usually on defense. We know that the Bucs are going to score their, score their points at the house. Usually it's on defense where it's like you're not bringing your best game. Uh, you don't really care. Or their stars are not in. Okay, let's, let's not bring our best game defensively. But offense, they still will. So I think the over uh, should still be able to get there. Yeah, we know offensively they're rolling, right? In their last 10, they're 10-0 straight up. They're averaging 124.7 points per game. They're on fire right now, I guess arguably <laughs> the, the hottest team in the NBA. Um, this is kind of the last game, right, before the, the All-Star game. I don't know if it's their last game, but it's definitely the last game on national TV. So they'll probably want to make a statement and, and maybe even rest if they do have a game before the weekend. Yeah, I mean, they might. They might rest, guys. They have uh, Chicago on a national TV game on Thursday, so they probably gotcha. won't rest because they'll get dinged for it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'll let the over on that. So to recap, best bets for Tuesday. Jay's on Suns minus two and a half. I will take Suns minus three and a half. I like the Magic plus seven. And I am with AC on the over in Celtics box. Let's go wrap it up for buckets. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You can track these gentlemen in the app. You can follow on Twitter at jmoneyismoney, at analyticscapper. Follow me on Twitter at hbbasketball. Let me know that you like the show. Always love to hear that. Uh, thanks, David Payne, our producer. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. 
If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.